Raise your hand if you like saving a few bucks. If you do love saving money, join me, Susan Hogan, on News 4 at 5. Our NBC4 Response Unit is protecting you from scams, rip-offs, and dangerous products. We've already recovered more than a million dollars. Jim Hanley here. Susan's got your wallet covered. Wendy Rieger and I will get you up to speed. Staying on top of constantly changing headlines and what they mean for you. And Storm Team Force always keeping you ahead of weather changes. Join me, Doug Kammerer, and the rest of us on News 4 at 5, working for you. Bonus edition of Wilford Watches podcast with a very special guest today. He is a 20-year vet of the WWE referees. Uh, he is a referee of the Attitude Era. Um, refereed matches such as Undertaker, Edge, and all the greats. He is also a host on Aftermath. And uh, what else? Has a book called The Three Count, which you can find on Amazon, Welcome, uh, Jimmy Corderas. No, thanks for having me. I'm, uh, thanks for getting the book plug in there too. <laughs> Absolutely, we will put a link up to the to the uh, Amazon page uh, in the show notes because uh, it's a good read. Um, I've looked through a couple pages of it on the preview, and I'm looking to actually get it. So um, definitely want to know the inside the brain of a of a referee. It's it's always an intriguing thing. So thanks for joining. So I mentioned Aftermath. Um, I was uh, a fan of the show with Arta Ocal and uh, and yourself. Um, I remember checking it out in the past. Uh, Tell me kind of what you do now and uh, about the show that you you do up in Canada. It's it's kind of similar to 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 what Arta and I did Uh, back then. Arta and I. not, along with doing a television show with uh, the now Renee Young, right. Renee Paquette, uh, it was originally known as Right After Wrestling, and then they changed the name to Aftermath. Because um, it, the original name, Right After Wrestling, with the acronym RAW, we used to, our, you know, we used to do it on radio, mm-hmm. on, on satellite radio, and I, Right After RAW. So, you know, it kind of fit. And then the show... Uh, kind of morphed into a television show when the radio station kind of went away. So it was no point in calling it Raw anymore. So we changed the name to Aftermath. And uh, yeah, we just it, basically what happened, it, we call the TV show uh, a wrestling version of The Talking Dead. Yeah, yeah, that's a good we, analogy. That's good. Where we just, we talk about the show, we talk about what we liked, what we didn't like. Um, or what we would have preferred to to have seen, like instead of saying, "Oh, that sucked," they say that didn't work for me. Uh, maybe I would have liked to have seen this instead. Mm-hmm. So it's not like so. I mean, like you make, you can critique without having to crap on the product. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah. So that's... basically, that's what. We do. And this iteration of the show is um, host. Uh, we have myself. We have uh, Caroline Shved, who is uh, re- new to the show. Nug Nargang, who is an improv comic, who who has been on the show for several years, and now the former Santino Morella, Anthony Corelli, is uh, is on our show, and we just, you know, 
give our take on what what the week was in WWE. Yeah, that's cool that Santino is um, still part of the business and giving his thoughts on the product. He is uh, quite a talent, quite a an interesting fellow. Um, I, I think he still teaches uh, wrestling up in Canada. Is that right? Or he he's some sort of a teacher? Yeah, no, yeah he teaches uh, along with pro wrestling. He teaches also judo because he's a uh, mm-hmm. you know he's. Um, I don't want to. I, I don't want to say it without being one hundred percent sure, but I believe he is a black belt in judo. He is a and, well-rounded uh, individual. Yeah. So so yeah, but he has a he has a battle arts academy up here where he teaches pro wrestling. Um, you know, he has teachers teaching mixed martial arts. He teaches judo as well. It's a it's an actually quite a nice facility. So I, I, I message you through Twitter. You're very accessible. You're very uh, active. <laughs> so how do, you, how do you stay positive with some of the folks that can be quite negative? Like you said, some people just kind of crap on everything um, without formulating a, a, a valid opinion. Um, how do you stay positive on Twitter? And, and do you like interacting with folks? I do. I mean, like uh, I don't take – a, I don't take Twitter seriously. People think, "Oh my goodness, he, he's going off on a rant." And uh, no, no, no. It's a, you know, I I voice my opinion every once in a while. I I I invite discussion, but you know, if you uh, tweet me, I will tweet you back in the same way you tweet me. If you tweet me, <laughs> you know, want to have an uh, an adult conversation, we can do that. But if you want to be typical Twitter. Uh, nasty whatever mm-hmm. you know what yeah i can do that too but i don't do it to be nasty i just do it to it, amuse myself because i know where the conversation is going right out of the gate you know what i mean mm-hmm. i know that it's not going to be one of those uh okay um or, like i said uh, an, an informed opinion or something like this it's I, it really get, irks me when it's basically people who uh, and I'm not pointing a finger at anybody on the internet, sure. but uh, you know they read certain sites and they get and, and they formulate their opinion from what they read mm-hmm. online, as opposed to you know like like I'll sit down and watch something, for example, and say, hey, you know what, that wasn't my cup of tea, but I could see how people would like that. Sure, I could see how I could see how that would draw an audience. May yeah. not be my favorite. You know, it, it's the way I look at it. It's like, the, and people like criticize all sorts of different things. And I always say to myself, and it's kind of like the analogy I use is when you look at the movies, like the movie industry, and you got to remember that wrestling is also an industry. It's a business. Um, the the highest grossing movies every year, are they ever the ones that are up for a nominated Academy Award for being the best critical? No. The ones that make the most movie that makes make the most money, which is what the wrestling, uh, what the movie business is predicated on, are the ones that people pay to see, and a lot of times they're not the most critically acclaimed. So it doesn't matter if you have a five star match or, or three star match, as long as the audience is entertained by whatever they're watching, that's cool. Absolutely, man. I mean, it, it, it's that's a good point about the movies. Um, your favorite, my favorite movie might have made a negative in the box office um, 
but but it's my favorite movie and i i think everybody should have their own opinion regardless of how many stars somebody may have given it um you know i've said on twitter just make your own star system make your own rating system because you know everybody's personal opinion is what really matters to them um and we shouldn't formulate an opinion based on everybody else you know so i agree with that 100 percent. yeah and kind of like people ask me they say what would you rate that match and i Tell them I don't rate matches. I just say whether I that, good. It's it's not so good. It's mm-hmm. very good. It was great. You know, like that's the way I look at it. If I really liked it, I'll, I I liked it. If I don't have to give it a number or whatever. So something I think you you'll probably like is um, SummerSlam is coming to Toronto. I think. Uh, what's yes. your What's your thoughts on that? It's about time, right? Yeah, exactly. It's about time. <laughs> um, Especially here, you know, because Toronto is considered basically uh, like the old in the old days, the old Maple Leaf Gardens here was considered Madison Square Garden North when it came to professional wrestling. Um, You know, obviously things have moved. We've had WrestleManias at the Sky Dome. Mm -hmm. I think it's about time. We've had Survivor Series here uh, a couple of years ago when the uh, the Goldberg Brock match. And, you know, they did four days of TV here. They did NXT the night before, Survivor Series, Raw, and SmackDown, all at the former Air Canada Center, now the Scotiabank Arena, whatever company pays money to get their name on the building. (laughs) And, you know, it's a good wrestling town. It always has been. It's the fourth largest market in North America, Toronto, the greater Toronto area. So it makes sense to come here. And SummerSlam, it's easily accessible for those who, who travel from far away, too. You know, Toronto, you know, if you're going to fly into Toronto, it's it's from wherever the UK or wherever you're coming from. It's very uh, accessible by air. So I think it's a good choice. You know, Mm -hmm. L.A. works when they've done it there for a couple of years. But it's it's nice to to bring it back up here where I guess sometimes the Canadian fans feel like they've been uh, they've been shunned when it comes to getting big shows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, the the memories I have as a 33-year-old, I remember seeing a, a SummerSlam at Wembley Stadium in the UK. I remember the Sky Dome WrestleMania events. Um, what is it, 17? WrestleMania 17? Um, no. I, I remember no, no. those are things that... No, eight, 18. Yes. 18. 18. Yeah. I, I remember those those images in my head so vividly. And it was a different crowd experience. It was a different visual experience as a viewer. Um, so I'm really glad to, to, and I don't watch WWE on a weekly basis. Um, I've kind of tuned out a little bit. I still keep up with it. I'm primarily a New Japan guy. Um, but I want to get back into it if if they get back to a storytelling, uh, character building kind of um, you know program. I, I want to jump back on board. And I can't wait to see what it looks like back in Toronto. Um, so speaking of traveling, um, did you watch all in and did you find it entertaining? What was your whole thought about this kind of cavalier approach of having many different companies participating in a mostly independent show? Yeah. Um, I, I, I did watch it. I enjoyed it. I thought I was actually rooting for the bucks because I know the guys, uh, mm-hmm. they're like, really close friends, but they are friends. And, and, um, regardless of what you think of their, uh, of, of their performance in the ring, I know there are people who 
who love what they do and there are others out there who might think that it's a little too much. I'm always of the of the belief that, hey, man, if it works for your audience, it works for your audience. And these guys, you know, they they gambled on themselves along with Cody mm-hmm. and they put on the really good show, a really entertaining show. And you can tell that it was one of those shows that were um, put together by the guys who just said, hey, you guys go out there. You guys have your match. Do what you do. This is how long we hope you go. Because uh, I'm, from what I've heard, a few matches went a little long. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> the, that's that going to happen. Yeah, of course it is. But uh, it, the guys were allowed. Um, not that they don't get a certain amount of WWE, but they had a lot of creative freedom to do what they wanted in the ring, and they knew their audience, and they appealed to that audience, and they 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 pulled off a heck of a show, mm-hmm. and you know, hang on to them because. It bodes well for the business because um, the business as a whole, overall, you know, WWE, New Japan, ROH, everybody, the the business is prospering everywhere and everywhere from PWG to uh, independent promotions up here in Canada. When you look at the smash wrestling up here or something like that, Mm -hmm. you know, the business as a whole is getting better. And for people who, it's it's a weird thing you know like it believe it or not the better the wwe does uh business wise it helps everybody because yeah. it brings more eyes to the to the business of pro wrestling and then you might get some casual people say hey what's this other thing i'm hearing about look at wrestlemania you know? weekend i mean it's an event now yeah and not just for wwe it's for everybody it's for wrestling you know it's beautiful <laughs> It is beautiful, and you know, um, and it's because, and you know, I'm not saying it, they get all the credit, but it's because the WWE holds that huge event every year that mm-hmm. that other companies are able to, um, for lack of a better term, piggyback off that large crowd that's coming in because they know the diehards and the hardcore crowd is going to be there that weekend, mm-hmm. and these companies cater to that crowd. Perfect, makes perfect sense. Yeah, because everybody everybody grew up on the WWE product. I mean, that's just part of everybody's you know childhood, essentially. Either WWE, WCW, whatever it was, you you know, you were part of it as a kid. So it's really cool to be at these events and see these heroes, these childhood heroes. Yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, it's uh, another. If I could use another analogy, you look at music. Like when you were younger, you were more into the pop kind of music. Then as you got older, um, you kind of gravitated towards certain genres, certain styles mm-hmm. that appealed to you. Uh, but at the end of the day, deep down inside, you kind of still like that pop music. You just didn't want to admit it to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. That's very true about wrestling, too. Um, so something that's a hot, a hot opinion a lot of people have a certain and very different opinions on is Ronda Rousey. Um, in the WWE, um, transitioning from a, uh, an absolute killer in the UFC um, and a very successful killer at that, a very good fighter, um, now being the, really the face and the push of a women's uh, revolution or evolution, I should say, um, in the WWE. What is your opinion personally on her transition and her success so far? Um, I, I, I don't have a problem with it. I know people out there are saying, well, she's only been in the 
the, the wrestling side of things for a short amount of time. Uh, she's been given too much too soon. But again, you have to look at it from a business perspective. When you look at the, the female roster, and this is not disrespectful to any of the women on the roster, mm-hmm. when you look at that roster, anybody outside someone who is a wrestling fan, <clears throat> which name would they recognize first out of all of them? Ronda Rousey. She is a world-renowned athlete. They know her from the MMA world. She she does. She's done movies. She's she's a huge star globally. So for them to get more eyes on the product, you have to feature that person. Mm-hmm. And then all the people come in, then they can get acquainted with the other ladies. You know what I mean? It's, Absolutely. It, it, and, and as far as her in-ring stuff goes, you know, for her level of experience, I think she's doing well. The thing that impressed me at SummerSlam that just uh, happened. No, was it SummerSlam? What was the one that? No, um, Hell in a Cell, sorry. Hell in a Cell, yeah, and the, I think SummerSlam was previous to that. Yeah. But uh, the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view and her match against Alexa Bliss where she did a lot more selling in that match because, uh, you know, they told the story that she was going in with injured ribs and that's. I was surprised with her ability to sell because uh, what I've noticed in my experiences is, is that people who come from the combat sports world uh, don't grasp pro wrestling selling because, you know, the, the in combat sports, when you're injured, you're kind of like holding and protecting and it's very, you're, you don't want to share your weakness. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And in pro wrestling, it's completely different. You want to emote that you are injured. You want the audience to see that you're selling your arm, your ribs, your leg, your knee, whatever the hell it is. It's, it's, it's bigger. You know, for lack of a better term, more theatrical so everybody can see it. But at the same time, you have to do it in a – so it at least looks legit, you know? Absolutely. So it, it, I thought she did that very well at uh, Hell in a Cell in that match versus Alexa Bliss because it, it it helped tell the story because at SummerSlam, the match before, she just ran right through Alexa Bliss. So, yeah. so now at least this one, it, it gave at least Alexa Bliss a little more – uh, offense and made her look a little better. I think that's a, that's a good point because you you talk about pop music. You know Elvis, the Beatles, they bring you in, but um, in order to see the bands that you know you gravitate towards or the music genres you gravitate towards, something brings you in, and hopefully Ronda Rousey will bring in more fans um, because ultimately the more wrestling fans that are on board, the better, regardless of what promotion you may. You know, follow personally. And, and that's the thing, and it doesn't have to be. Uh, oh, this promotion is the best. This they're all good. Mm-hmm. It depends. On, it depends on your taste. Like you, like you said, right now you're you're into New Japan Pro Wrestling, and they have a great product. But uh, you know, it's um, the the way I look at it. I try to watch as much as I can. It's kind of hard because you know the show we do focuses on WWE, so I have to sure. pretty much take. A lot of content in a week to take. Let's put it. Let's be yeah. honest. You know? <laughs> There's a lot so, of content. Yeah. So when it's my time, I, I do watch the All Ins and I do watch the, uh, the 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 G1s when I can and stuff like that. And I love their product. It's just, um, you know, it. I, I could just see how that appeals to 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 an audience, but I also can see how a more casual audience um, may see it differently, may view it differently than mm-hmm. than they would. WWE, which is more uh, theatrical. The way I uh, uh, here's another analogy for you. I, I'm full of analogies today. What the heck? Excellent. Wrong with me? I love it. <laughs> uh, 
so so again playing off the music thing uh let's say you um are you're looking for parts for your car so you go to your auto parts store which is your roh yeah now you're looking for hardware you're looking for lawnmowers and stuff like that and that's your uh new japan then you go uh like a like that's home depot mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. And, uh your 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 auto parts store roh is uh whatever you want to call it, whatever store. Think of big-name grocery stores for someone else. Uh, the WWE's Walmart. You go there, you get everything. You know what I mean? You're going to get yeah. your... Uh, again, an example at Hell in the Cell, that tag match between Ambrose and Rollins versus McIntyre and uh, Ziggler mm-hmm. was as close to a... Uh, oh, for lack of a better term, a New Japan-style match... That you're going to get out of WWE. Do you know what I mean? That mm-hmm. match, it, with its uh, with its storytelling and the way they they presented themselves, was more along those lines than it was, you know, like traditional, slower building WWE matches. Yeah, I so mean, there, gonna, yeah, there's there's something get, for everyone. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's I think that's the the biggest thing that that, that bothers a lot of people is. When they're married to one style, you know that's that's what they want to see constantly. And for me, I like I like variety. You know, I, I enjoy NXT because I think NXT is a perfect blend of of old school meets new world, mm-hmm. uh, new evolution of wrestling. Because the business is going to evolve constantly and change, but you have to do it in increments. And and the old guard is always going to say that uh, that the new guard's doing it wrong. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and I think Triple H is is a great and I mean you guys you have you like Regal, you have um Terry Taylor down there, Norman Smiley. You have a lot of guys in that system who can blend. They have one foot in this generation and one foot in the previous one. So I think that's really really prosperous for, you know, NXT and hopefully the Raw and SmackDown programs in the future personally cuz I I don't watch it weekly, but I'm ready to jump back on board when it's more appealing to me personally, but no offense to it. You know what I mean? Of course, of course. And, and again, that's all, that's all personal preference, and then, and that's okay. There's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. So let me ask you, um, I'm going to throw a curveball here. Um, a, a follower on Twitter of mine, a friend of mine, her name's Miriam. She um, she asked me uh, a question. She said, I don't know if he remembers but my my name. But um, can you ask if he remembers a weird German girl running around <laughs> with an American flag getting signatures? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, and tell her I said hello. And, <laughs> okay. uh, if I'm not mistaken, I thought I I think I got her a ticket one time to a show. Oh wow! So, yeah. She yeah. is a well, a hardcore traveler of wrestling yeah. events. Oh, well, well, I remember her from from there and. Uh, yeah, she was very polite, which I remember. So, yeah, tell her I said hello. <laughs> awesome, I will. Uh, she'll probably be listening. So, what's up, Miriam? Um, let me ask you another question from a uh, a follower, um, uh, Xavier from our Discord chat. Um, he asks, um, "What are some of the more exotic countries that you've been to, and which ones had the best food?" Ooh. Oh, food. Uh, <laughs> we love food on this podcast. Oh, man. I, I'll tell you. I've been 
so lucky getting to go to so many different places, you know. Um, I don't know, exotic? I'm trying to think what would you consider exotic. Yeah, uh, anything stand you know, out that's kind of out of the ordinary? You know, like uh, everywhere from Singapore to Thailand to uh, Japan, Australia. Uh, wow. Um, food, too. Uh, I will tell you this. Uh, you know, we go to Europe. We used to go to Europe a lot. Mm-hmm. And they still do, but uh, man, you know, I got I got to tell you, Italy. <laughs> you know, their food is awesome. I got um, wow. Where else? Uh, no offense, I love the UK, mm-hmm. but no offense. Breakfast, they got to cook their eggs, man. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> it used to be funny because you know we'd be at the hotel and and all the uh, the tours were catered and we'd go down for breakfast at the hotel and and you know the guys would be like how would you like your eggs cooked mate uh, how would you like your eggs mate and we'd go cooked <laughs> uh, you know you know how it is they do the scrambled egg tray thing there mm-hmm. it just it, it, please i don't want to pour it into my plate but anyways that's just me <laughs> okay okay um, i'm going to throw you another a little bit of a curveball um, is there ever a time when you've you've just kind of been in a bad mood you know we all have bad days um but when you're refereeing you you if you have a bad day you're you're probably on tv um was there ever a day you just wanted to count really fast um on a pinfall for somebody that was just kind of making you upset um no not in the match because you know i always i always tended to obviously like you said it's not i it was great being there I mean more better days than bad days but every once in a while you have one of those days where you just you know sometimes don't want to be there excuse me don't want to be there Mm -hmm. but never never let it you know i always like before i walked out of gorilla it was always like okay it's out get it out of there and when i get back i'll get back into i'm pissed mode (laughs) you know what i mean that's admirable to to for at least for the leave that whatever uh, five or ten to leave that behind the curtain is, is admirable. Uh, I don't know how you did that and then went on to camera and performed. <laughs> Crazy. Well, it's easy when uh, uh, Vincent K. McMahon is sitting right there before you go out. So you kind of <laughs> kind of easy for you to just leave it behind. I would be uh, probably like the majority of people. I would be pissing my pants most likely. Um, so, yeah, you're right. That would probably straighten you up pretty quick. Um, so a buddy of mine, Archie um on twitter asks um how did you get into being a referee in wrestling um when i first started working up here in canada for jack tunney jack tunney with for old school fans yeah. was the air quotes here you can't see them but uh wwf president at the time mm-hmm. um i started working for him doing stuff you know like setting up the ring uh picking up guys from the airport and bringing them to the building and that sort of stuff. And, you know, just running errands. And Pat Patterson was a road agent at, at one time and just said, uh, Hey, you know, like he sets up the ring, he sits around and waits for the show to end and then, uh, tears down the ring. Why don't we just, why don't we use him during the show, make him a referee? Cause a lot of times at that time, you know, you, you know, a lot of the road ring crew guys did double duty, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Next thing you know, they tell me to go buy a blue shirt, a black bow tie, black pants, and black running shoes. God, I miss and, that. Uh, I miss that uniform on TV. I really like it. I don't. It. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. 
it, it just, just because it, it buttons up all the way and and every once in a while, especially on house shows where you know it's not televised and guys like to have fun, they always yanking on your bow tie or something oh. like that. Hope he had this thing where he'd get his opponent to put him in a sleeper, and as he's passing out, he'd reach up and rip your pocket off your shirt or something like that. <laughs> and eight times out of ten, it would rip the shirt too, so you have a, a man boob hanging out, you know. <laughs> That's hilarious. I. I... It's it's funny because all those house shows, you know, nobody had cameras back then, so I'm sure there were a lot of shenanigans that that happened. I can only, well, I can only uh, right. guess. Yeah, you can't get away with anything now. Everybody's no. got a, a, with video and everything. So, so so speaking about refing, um, is there any? Because we saw Earl Hebner ref a match. I don't know how he still does this, but he did that at All In. Um, he's been mm-hmm. part of the TNA program Impact. Um, will we ever see you ref again? Um, I don't have any plans to, but as they say, you know, in this business, never say never. Um, I'm happy doing what I'm doing with, uh, with the aftermath and other stuff up here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, another, and another show we're doing, uh, our own version of, uh, Canadian version of vintage up here also for Sportsnet. So <clears throat> right now I'm happy doing that, but <clears throat> excuse me, if there were, I don't know if the right opportunity and my knees allow it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. You know, um, who knows? Okay. Maybe all in too. You never know. I would. I would be up for something like that. Okay. Yeah, that you sounds, are you yeah. hearing that, Nick? Are you hearing that? <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of folks would really love to see you back in the ring. Um, you've kept you've kept a very relevant figure on Twitter and with the the TV program. So I think a lot of there's a lot of fans still want to see you. Um, maybe one off. Um, event would be really fun um so i, I mentioned I'm, I'm really really big into new japan um are there any names that you've seen i know you're you're very busy with the wwe product but is there any um wrestlers that really kind of stand out among amongst the rest that kind of caught your attention oh a ton of them i mean like uh, who hasn't uh, mm-hmm. of course you know the bucks doing their thing but kenny omega um, Okada, um, Tana, Tanahashi is just like a, a rock star. Oh, I just, yes. there's something, there's just something about him. You know what I mean? When you, even if you're not, you know, a, a fan of the product, when you watch him, you go, this guy has something, you know what I mean? So yeah. it, he just resonates with an audience. Um, really fan of, uh, 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 Kota Ibushi. Oh, I mean like it, it's just, they're ageless. Yeah. Yeah, they're so deep in their roster, and some of the young guys that are just coming. Up, I, I, um, I, I want to see now. You're talking about it. I, I got to go back and start looking up and getting more into it again. <laughs> it's so much fun, man. I, I mean, that's the style that really appeals to me, and mm-hmm. the long-term kind of character building, which I think WWE's sort of lacking right now, personally. So that's what really draws me in. I mean, um, like a personal. Uh, personal story for these guys really I think draws in a lot of people who want to see a dramatic aspect of a sport um, kind of like UFC and such um, so you kind of know about these people so that's what really draws me in mostly so I'm a huge New Japan guy um, try to watch as many events as I can um, I'm going to throw something really out of left field here um, 
Is there ever, and this is going to be kind of funny, but is there ever like a secret referee club? Do you guys kind of convene and uh, call each other and, and talk about things? Not really, but, you know, like there there is kind of like a, uh, there's a couple of us that, that, that are, you know, that stay in touch and stuff like that. And it's a, I, I call it a secret club, but, <laughs> you know, but yeah, there is, there is a camaraderie and a bonding, uh, amongst the as i like to call us brothers and stripes you know it's it's mm-hmm. um at times it is an unheralded job uh people tend to overlook the importance of a referee and and sometimes that's good i i'm okay with that you know why because the referee is not supposed to be the focal point yeah you're referee not the story supposed, yeah exactly you're you're the referee is there to help the guys tell their story mm-hmm you know what I mean? You're a part of it. You're. It's like you're. You're that background actor where people go, "Hey, I've seen that guy in something. I can't can't quite place it, but I I know I've seen that guy," and that's fine. Cool. It's it's not about being a star. It's about you know. I, for me, it was always about I, I love doing it, man. And it was just, uh, just put me in there. Put me in, coach. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we uh um I'm I'm gonna go ahead and stop here. Um, I think I could probably ask you. Um, questions all day long. Everybody wants to get into a mind of a referee. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and let you go about your day. But before we do that, go ahead and let us know about your book, um, where we can find you on TV and uh, Twitter and anything else you want to plug. Uh, yeah. Um, the book is called The Three Count, My Life and Stripes as a WWE Referee. It's an ECW book, and you can find it pretty much on Amazon, I guess, is the easiest way, but the ECW Press website also. Um, up here in Canada, we do a show called Aftermath. It's on Tuesday nights at 7.30 p.m. on Sportsnet 360. And it's the lead in <clears throat> basically to SmackDown Live here up in Canada. Um, like I said, with myself, uh, Caroline Shred, Nugnar Gang, and <clears throat> the former Santino, Anthony Corelli. Uh, what else? Oh, you can find me on Twitter, at Real Jimmy Corderas. We can have fun or you can just <laughs> yeah. do what you do. Or, I don't know. Either way, uh, as long as you don't get personal and, and you know what I mean, just real a-hole stuff, you know what I mean, I'm cool. Let's have fun. Yeah, you got to remember, folks, that these wrestlers and referees are people just like us having to wake up, get on the road, travel, and then um, throw their bodies on the line for us. So just remember that when you're online. Be nice. It goes a long way, I think. So. I mean, well, it, it, it sometimes, it's sometimes it, it, because it is – written on twitter it's not you can't hear it or see it you know you don't you can't uh distinguish tone do you know what i mean so there's a lot of stuff comes off like really like uh can i say this on your part dickish (laughs) okay that's that'll work (laughs) yeah uh you know what i mean and and it a lot of times stuff is taken the wrong way and it's it's it just happens it's the nature of being part of anti-social media i guess (laughs) (laughs) all right jimmy thank you for joining man um go go relax have a nice day off and i appreciate you joining the pod oh anytime thanks for asking i appreciate it (laughs) 
Raise your hand if you like saving a few bucks. If you do love saving money, join me, Susan Hogan, on News 4 at 5. Our NBC4 Response Unit is protecting you from scams, rip-offs, and dangerous products. We've already recovered more than a million dollars. Jim Hanley here. Susan's got your wallet covered. Wendy Rieger and I will get you up to speed. Staying on top of constantly changing headlines and what they mean for you. And Storm Team 4 is always keeping you ahead of weather changes. Join me, Doug Kammerer, and the rest of us on News 4 at 5, working for you. Raise your hand if you like saving a few bucks. If you do love saving money, join me, Susan Hogan, on News 4 at 5. Our NBC4 Response Unit is protecting you from scams, rip-offs, and dangerous products. We've already recovered more than a million dollars. Jim Hanley here. Susan's got your wallet covered. Wendy Rieger and I will get you up to speed. Staying on top of constantly changing headlines and what they mean for you. And Storm Team 4 is always keeping you ahead of weather changes. Join me, Doug Kammerer, and the rest of us on News 4 at 5, working for you.